0: Good afternoon on this beautiful sunny valentine's day this one's gonna be all about the other four letter word can you spell it for me josh
1: are you are you suggesting l-o-v-e
0: yes i am yes i am
1: it's a wonderful word yes It's, it's wonderful it is beautiful out it's gotta be 50 degrees if it's a degree out there sunny is it a bluebird? Is there any? There no clouds. I mean, it is gorgeous out there. Yeah, big night at the Owl. Tell us more. Jam packed. Got the little four course prefix menu, and a nice group in, in the bar area as well. The Adirondack Trust people. So not the bank. The Adirondack Land Trust. Sorry. So that should be fun. Got a big night uh, planned here. Lots of working, working hard, and um, yeah, but more importantly. It's been a couple of days since we've gotten together, and a lot has transpired. Um, Fun trip out west. That was really nice. We'll probably get to that at some point. With Wes. Wes was there, and Chuck Early, the old switcheroo. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Good old Chuck. You know, I knew
1: when I told you the switcheroo story, I knew you were going to burn that one quickly. I didn't know you were going to burn it at the craps table or at the uh, roulette table in the first. Twenty seconds, but it was apt. And Chuck's eyes got really big. He was impressed that someone else knew that story because he knows it's one of his finer moments. Maybe we'll get to the switcheroo at some point, but we won't start there. Yes. Where would you like to start, Joe?
0: I would like to start talking about love.
1: Why is could you be a little more specific?
0: I'm about to. I paused for dramatic,
1: dramatic effect.
0: Effect. So mm-hmm. let's focus on love loving, being in love, and different types of love. You always say that you're a big fan of love.
1: Yeah, of course. I mean, everyone is. I I think you have to be be pretty grumpy and emotionally, you know, Scrooge-ish to not say that you don't care for love because it comes in a lot of different forms. We talked about that right before we went on. Not entirely scripted this uh, particular podcast, but I think there's some, some notes to work with. And is this my cue to talk about um, how, how the Greeks kind of saw love and, and the different, um, they had different words. Like we have just one word mm. in the English language, at least it seems to be right now. There's love languages, there's all that stuff, which is fine. The face you made made me think maybe love language is not your favorite. I,
0: I, I really actually, and this is probably not the time to talk about it, when somebody says to me, what's your love language? I, it, it just makes me feel a little cringy because... I don't necessarily want to categorize the things that I do for somebody out of love or because I love them. Mm-hmm. So it's a good thing to talk about. Yeah. I just don't like the categorization of it, but regardless, sure. um, I do have a lot of love languages. If uh,
1: there, there is a lot to that. I don't know if I just, you know, everyone wants to kind of be the hands down owner of all things love or, you know, talking about love, just like, you know, in, in the, Health world, when there are all these diets come out. Come on, man! It's calories in, calories out. Keto diet, the the Miami diet. The you know what? South Beach go, diet. Go off yourself. Calories in, calories out. Let's go. You know, but as far as love goes, it's not as simple as oh, I am going to read a book about the love languages. Oh, acts acts of service. That's if I can just do that, then I'll have happy relationships. It's really not that simple. You can't just break it down. But it is interesting that in the English language, we just have, you know, that four letter word L O V E. And we're meant to try to figure out what's the most important kind. When should you say it? you know, how does it make you feel? Is there, is one kind of love better than the other? And then what we did is, this is great. I, I looked up at the last second that the Greek had, you know, the Greeks had four words for love. It's eros. You helped me with that. Philia philia
0: Phila? Fi- well, we could say phyla, There's there's, I-A. Phila there's not, well
1: there's IA at the end. Okay. Oh, philia. Yes. Yes. I-, philia. I love how you're so certain, and I'm probably certain you're wrong, but doesn't mean I don't love you, Joe. <laughs> See, we worked that into to the podcast already. And then I'm gonna say this like um that one character from Beverly Hills Cop when belky from Perfect Strangers played yes. the guy in the art gallery. And his name was Serge. <laughs> I love that movie. I love his character in that movie. So the, the other word is storage. You want to say storage, but there, it's, it's not a storage unit. Right. So, so and then agape. So Eros is kind of a, that wild, erotic, passionate love. Um, kind of that uh you know NRE. I think that's probably what you're the one that you were so much in love with. And I'm trying to, I'm trying to get you to switch over. I'm yeah. trying to get you to still appreciate that. But I'm trying to get you to kind of maybe come over to my side of the force when the other ones probably have a little more value.
0: Okay. I think
1: we're looking for something that's not fleeting. And I feel like that is fleeting at times.
0: Mm, uh-huh.
1: that's, I love that word fleeting. Fleeting. Just gone. <laughs> <laughs> one of my first crushes was a, a woman named a girl because she was young. She was my age at that time. She's 12, 13, 14. Nikki Fleet.
0: Oh. And this
1: is a game changer because it was April Fitzpatrick's best friend, but no, Josh, no romantic ventures of okay. any kind with okay. Mickey. Okay, Freight. okay, I did write... no
0: double tapping there.
1: Whoa, <laughs> no, <laughs> okay, my okay. goodness. All right, so yeah, so the one that you're kind of most, you know, you're most um, intrigued by is Eros, and then. The love of friends and equals is the one that we can't tell if it's Philia or Philia. Philia. Or philia. You're positive of that? I am positive. You're really getting that. after that. You're really committing to that. Love of friends and equals is how I'm reading that. And then storage S- storage. Yeah. <laughs> love of parents for children. Mm. And my, you know, play on words here. My cupeth is always very full on that one. So I think that's always my secret weapon.
0: Mm. Yeah. In Your all go-to. things
1: love. Is that I always I'm always in really good shape there. So I kinda I feel like I I borrow from when other things are a little bit empty. I kind of borrow from the storage area mm. there. And then agape, which is the love of mankind. But I when people really kind of get into this, they just talk about Eros and Agape. And I think agape is just is more of a <clears throat> static um, always there, love and appreciation for people in your life that is not romantic, more of a platonic feeling. Because the other two, I'm not saying it's the first I've ever seen of those, but it's not talked about as much. Um, and I think the day today, Valentine's Day, is just meant to be Eros, Eros, Eros. Agreed. Yeah. Um
0: actually kind of disagree because i think it's also a time when friends who may not be in a partner relationship right mm-hmm. now or a romantic relationship i think we tend to come together and support each other and uh for example last sunday we hosted a galentine's day meal here at the owl and it was nice to just be around each sure. other it doesn't have to be sexual doesn't have to be romantic no and i would venture to say that's pretty powerful in at some points of your life when everything seems to be going to shit you always get your friends the real friends around you to support you uh and i i think that's important
1: yeah i mean you can you can go back a day on that and go with you know the concert out at del lago um you know there was there was no making out on that trip no and that was incredible
0: Wait a minute. There was some making out on that trip.
1: Oh, Chuck and what's her?
0: No. Oh. Me? And, me yeah. And Gavin I, just, I, I, I
1: should have brought this up first. This podcast to be our last episode just because Joe's madly in love with Gavin Rosdale. And uh, <laughs> there was a point, there was a song where Gavin went into the crowd. So we saw Bush at Del Lago, and it was a fantastic group of people, all sorts of different characters. And, um, different levels of emotional intellect <laughs> Chuck was Chuck was Chuck he was fantastic but um you know I think jo- Joe you went in thinking that boy you know Bush this is a good band and you know Gavin he's you know handsome and that's nice but then he took the stage and he's jumping around it was he 56 57
0: 56 years old
1: 56 not that you look that up yeah Yeah. very good <laughs> and um, his fitness level was off the charts and what a great performance but songs are great, the new ones are great, the old ones are tried and true, and you loved it. So there was a moment where he went out into the crowd, which I've seen before, but not that early in the show. It's probably the fifth song or so. And of course, I mean, it's just pot luck on where he's gonna go, right? And didn't he just come up really super close to you? And you knew he was coming close-ish, so you started taking like a selfie video, yes, right? yes. And didn't he just brush right up against you? And there's, if you really sink in on the footage, you can see perhaps Joe potentially maybe licked his bicep or tricep. I'm not positive. Um, We'll have to review the footage and maybe we'll share that with the audience. We'll throw that on the Instagram page. Is that Am I saying that right for the people that don't understand social media? So folks, take a look at that and you'd see if there's... um, there's anything inappropriate that you see there.
0: Well, let me just confess that there was a four-point body contact. Mm-hmm. One of the points being my face and other parts inside my face, practically <laughs> licking his. Yes. Outside of his armpit and his bicep. Whoa,
1: whoa, I, okay, and very good.
0: That was not intentional. It was because my mouth was wide open, freaking out yeah. that this man was literally trying to shimmy his way between me and the seat in front of me. Sure. And I think he even touched my shoulder to kind of gently push me away mm. so that he's not running over me. Sure. And my face just face planted on his back, Oof. his armpit area and his bicep. And I was screaming. And, and what I, was
1: your reaction to that?
0: I was I, My mouth was open, so I was obviously screaming. And I my, the first thought that... Came to mind was, oh my God, I just licked Gavin Rosdale. Yeah. So I, it's a badge of honor now. Yeah. And I threw my hands up. Yeah. My phone goes flying up in the air and somehow landed on Anna's left ear. Side of,
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah. So she was treated for a concussion, which right. was nice. But um, she seems to be uh, out of the nausea stage, so she seems fine now. Right. So that's good. Um, and I was with Wes, and we were, you know, probably what. 50 feet away from you i don't know so, was, uh, measurably because you had yeah. tickets at a different time and i wanted him to come near me gavin's been my man crush for many moons and once he came really close to you did i flip you off what did i there was some sort of gesture it going was a your way flip i could see off. you you were pretty far away but i a double flip off a is that what happened we'll check the security off. cameras at del lago and see how that yeah. played out but I was a little jealous. There was jealousy there. I thought that I was free of that word. I didn't think that was something I'd really experienced that much anymore with my trials and tribulations of the last few years. But clearly I can be jealous. I just didn't think I'd be jealous of of a man. Yeah. So there was that.
0: I was quite, I do feel privileged. I do, I am very grateful for you inviting us to the concert. And uh, and then what a wonderful evening with you and your family. And uh, hey. I couldn't think of anything better that could have happened that evening,
1: yeah, but I mean it was chowder Fest. we wouldn't chowder f- I mean, if you could look if you rewind that right to the beginning of that day, Saturday was pretty special, you know sure was it was really it was really, really, really great, you know, you look back and not that you have to rank all your days that you're on the planet, but that one's you know I've been on the planet a long time, you know, almost sneaking up on fifty times three sixty five that's that's in my top. 50 that's for damn sure right that's i mean crazy. for me i don't want to speak for anyone else sure. that was a wonderful day i really enjoyed it. it
0: was so i do have now the category of love which is gavin Rosdale love
1: yeah the greeks should have anticipated gavin Rosdale being on the planet and they should have had a whole nother yeah. category for how joe feels towards gavin Rosdale. but
0: uh, but the, the other ones that i've identified and it's a version of
1: So you're going off the Greek system. You're going. Well, I
0: would say after hearing that now, um, I just want to Sesame Street, dumb it down to. Sure, I need that. Everyday level, because I think we all identify with this type of love. Um, I obvious one is there's a romantic love with your partner or Mm -hmm. lover. Mm -hmm. there's love of blood family because I think there is sometimes difference between blood and non-blood family. Although we see a lot these days with blended families that that line gets blurred, which is great. Sure. Um, There's love for your friends. Um, I think this is quite special because there's really nothing tangible that you have together to keep you around each other. So I think love of friends is a deliberate and emotion that you give out or a deliberate investment, which I think makes it a lot more special. Because at the end of the day, if, unless you're living together as friends, there's really nothing that binds you. So it's a conscious effort
1: to I care like that. for someone. I like that. Right? Is that a Joe thought or is that something you read somewhere? I'm, I'm interested there. And I guess it doesn't matter because I really like what you're talking about.
0: 100% Joe thought this morning. Because... Um, you know, a lot of us go through a lot of heartache through um, our lives. And at the end of the day, it's kind—it's of, the whole cliche of, you know, y- y- women or men come and go in your lives, but your friends are always there. And there's a lot of truth to that. And I thought about that phrase because I hate cliches. I thought, why is it that it's so special? And that's the truth. It's a, It's a conscious and deliberate effort with friends because they're not family. You're not sleeping with them. Uh, It's, it's in a lot of ways, it's a lot harder.
1: But friends come and go too.
0: They do. They They do, do. And
1: that's not a bad thing. I think people cycle out when you move or, um, you know, or you outgrow friends. I think it's not super dissimilar to romantic love because, um, from time to time that phases out too. And then sometimes you stay in touch and you still really care for someone. And sometimes they just, you know, that tough phrase that I talk about, they take their toys and go home and you don't, you don't really, you're not really in touch with them anymore, but friends cycle out. But when, when they are your friends and you, the best ones are, you know, you'll, you'll move or there's, you know, there's a new job or something like that. And someone was a really good friend at work. And then because you're not around them as much anymore, you know, that, relationship changes. You know, um, I always think of Pam, my really good friend who lives out on the West coast, who was in the soccer coach at USF when I was the golf coach there. And, you know, it, it's not as if we talk once a week or, I mean, there's times where we go months without talking, but you know, if something were to happen, she would be here in a hot second and I would be there for her. And that's a beautiful thing. And, you know, it doesn't, those are the relationships that really count because we've all had friends and, and that they cycle in and out a little bit too. And, and that song Unconditional that we talked about mm, last week, yes. it's, it talks about that too and, and that you know, no one's perfect and, you know, you'll lose your friends again and again. And that was one of the lyrics as well. But, um, you know, that changes too. Um, you know, and, and there are really great friends that um, you kind of, you know, maybe slowly over time kind of retire from your circle and, and they're still really good people and you still care for them, but they're just not – around that much anymore and but you're right i mean having having friends versus you know blood relatives um you know nuclear family whatever you want to call it um it's a conscious um choice to spend time with and to care for and you know a lot of a lot of being a friend isn't is is helping them or being there or being an ear to listen but it's also a friend is someone who lets you help because it makes you feel important too. And I think that's mm. overlooked a lot. Um, And I'm not great with that sometimes. Uh, I'm not great with letting people help. And that's one thing that I've done with you, Joe, is you offer it so frequently that at some point in time I have to accept it. <laughs> oh, yes. And you're so good at it. And you're so good at it. And that's that's where the danger lies for me, is that when you do help, when you jump behind the bar or whatever, then yeah, I have this thing where I, I have this really strong sense of equity and I feel like then I owe it back to you and I know that's, ne- that's never the reason that you give it. No. Which is a very selfless act but you know you know Bono said that but I don't think he was the original um, quote on this one but it, you know a friend is someone who lets you help mm. and I think there's there's a lot to that. Yeah. You know yeah because my whole life is just like no, nope, I'll figure it out I got it you know.
0: Yeah.
1: And uh, I gotta get better at that but yeah. I do I do well with that with you.
0: No good. I'm glad. Yeah. And I think there's a lot of trust there too, because sometimes when you let friends help you, you are suspicious. What do they want from me? Do I, it, it, so a lot of trust has to build between any partner, friendship, even family, you know, families sure. let us down too. So I think it's just an important um,
1: absolutely thing to
0: monitor in relationships. Of course. So I just think, uh, you know, I want to kind of wanted to focus on that a bit with love and friendship, because we all know, and there's a lot of frustration out there about the dating pool and online dating and uh, just it's there's a lot of craziness out there. Mm -hmm. Somebody actually said that the online apps is like cancer. So the reason I want to. Pointed out is look around you. It doesn't have to be a romantic love. If you have friends, good friends, whether it's one or twenty, focus on that today. If you're frustrated on the romantic side, I don't think Valentine's should just be about flowers and looking each other in in the eyes across the table at a fancy restaurant. Did you say looking? Looking.
1: I said licking. I thought we were getting back (laughs) to Gavin. I wasn't sure.
0: Looking or licking. So, you know, I just want to take a moment that there's so there's so many different types of love. And if you look around you and I think you'll find it today and it doesn't have to be about roses and chocolates and fancy Ugh. dinners. Ugh. It's nice. I own a restaurant. It's nice. And I'm
1: I'm poo pooing Valentine's Day. And I don't mean to. Here's why. I just don't I don't love the way that this is going to be the most vague statement in the world. And I apologize for it, but I will tidy it up in a second okay I just hate the way that everyone does everything mm. like Joe's looking at me like how are you gonna clean this one up Josh? yeah I don't Ma- like how people do love that. I don't like how people do friendship I don't like how people do Valentine's Day the whole thing is we lose somewhere along the way we lose the ability to be able to define things we let it be defined by some terrible jennifer aniston movie or some terrible tv show that was meant to be entertaining but we took our cues from it we took our cues from disney movies we took our cues from friends or we took our cue from cheers or we took our cue what is valentine's day it's whatever the hell you want it to be Mm. you know Valentine's day for me tonight is going to be at the owl, you know, working till close, which is great because I don't, you know, I don't work at Clancy's where it's open till three. I will be buttoned up and out of there by probably ten thirty, and I'll very thoughtfully and lovingly mop the floors. Cause I, that's my
0: favorite. <laughs> Meditative. Yeah. Um,
1: I will look at my love for my staff. Does this sound lame?
0: No, not at all. I think that's special. You know,
1: Mark child, um, and Mark Lewis both did a wonderful job at Chowder Fest, and you know we we win that category for Chowder Fest, which was fantastic. And and they did such a good job, and they're gonna you know they're gonna they're gonna work their tails off tonight. But you know the the care that I have for them, and the love I have for them, and you know the people that are working on a night where maybe they would want to be out with their honeys and just really nice it's just a nice feeling and the owl has been like a sitcom to me but a way cooler sitcom because it's real life you know and don't worry i'm trying to write that i'm trying to write that oh, there good. was a time three or three or four years ago where i was writing a pilot for a sitcom called thirsty owl and you know perhaps i'll get <laughs> some time here shortly to keep working and i say I, I think you think i'm kidding and i'm no, not no
0: i don't i just i know i know some of your staff i know quite a bit of them and i Who, i
1: would play Lindsay.
0: Who would play Lindsay? Oh, this is a good game. Who yeah. would play Lindsay? I think Lindsay would be like a Jennifer Aniston type character because oh, she's wow.
1: Uh, Lindsay's gonna be very happy to hear you say no, that. No,
0: eh, the personality, <laughs> the bubbly, and you know.
1: Fair enough. Yeah yeah. 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 Wow, that's good. Maybe that could be a whole podcast. Just <laughs> casting this out, um, but no, I mean it comes in different forms, and you don't have to experience it the way Hallmark or someone tells you to. Um, yeah. So you can you can have as much fun with this holiday as you want to have for it, and you know and. If society's making us think all Eros, Eros, Eros for the style of love for Valentine's day, then take it back, take relationships back, do them the way you want them to be done, do family relationships, the way you want them to be done. And if the generation before you sucked at communicating, then, then change it, shock them, you know, talk about stuff that they feel uncomfortable with. You control that you control that narrative of being able to change the holiday to how you want to see it, you know? And you, you can change relationships. You can change communication. You can change your friendships and, you know, make that bold first move. And, you know, if, you know, the people that you're involved with that, you know, relationship with, whether it be romantic or platonic or it's family or it's work. I mean, if you want to reshape that or restructure it however you want, then do it. What's the worst that can happen? Clearly, if you're trying to restructure it, you did, weren't that big of a fan of it in the first place. Yeah. You know, I, Valentine's day doesn't mean one thing or something else, you know, depending on whether I'm in a successful romantic relationship or not, because I'm always going to be working down there from three or 40 clothes. It's always going to be the case. And I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. You know, like if you care about someone, you know, it doesn't matter in which way, shape or form it is. It's just a, it's a gorgeous thing on its own and in its own entity, you know, and then, the concept of, you know, friends or, you know, I just watched the trailer for that uh, uh, movie with Ashton Kutcher and Reese Witherspoon. It's oh. just, just released, oddly enough, just in time for Valentine's, Valentine's Day. And it looks to be kind of that whole, um, you know, should they or shouldn't they friends or romantic partners type of thing. Like, oh, will they, won't they? Well, which one was better? And I think that's the whole premise of what it looks like anyways. Is that mm. it's, you know... Um, is it worth going into that venture when you have something tremendous as friends as it is, you know? So that's interesting. I mean, that's a whole nother, that's a whole nother topic. I don't know if you have that. I, you have the phone out. You look like you have some notes there. I do. I'm talking um, too much about. Just,
0: no, no, just button, just buttoning up on that uh, idea of friends and uh, romantic. I, I was told many, many moons ago at a very young age that, people will hurt their lover before they will hurt their friend. So it's really important to be friends with a person you decide to be in a romantic relationship with, or at least develop a friendship along with that because, um, Think about it for one second. There are things you would do to the person you're romantically involved with, whether it's a wife, a husband, a boyfriend, a girlfriend, and one of them could be cheating. You're less likely to do that to a friend in the same manner uh, of of cheating. So I, I just I've, that always stuck with me where the, you won't cross the line with a friend that you might cross the line with a romantic partner. Just well, how would you the cross the line deeper. with the friends?
1: Like you wouldn't show up on moving day like or something? The what, chances what do you mean? are
0: you probably wouldn't lie as much to a friend as you would a romantic partner in the heat of a moment or, a, you know, an indiscretion. There's just certain things you wouldn't do to a friend that you might do out of passion and rage or anger towards a romantic partner.
1: Well, I think our goal should be, in part of this, podcast should be trying to take the rage and like you know the irrational thought out of romantic relationships and that doesn't mean that you can't still have the eros or the nre or all the fiery stuff but you gotta take all that stuff out it's like that's ricky lake and jerry springer shit you know you gotta just (laughs) yeah Mm, i mean i I hear what you're saying on that but i've seen many people especially women throw friends under the bus for a new romantic venture. I've seen that happen a million times. I've seen it happen at The Owl. I've heard people talk about it at The Owl. So I'm not saying I wholeheartedly disagree with you there, but I, I see where you're saying you feel like a friend's going to stick longer. So you're, you're less apt to wrong them. Whereas maybe you would, you know, take the chances of, you know, doing something that might not be right to a romantic. partner is that what you're saying i am and and
0: then also uh, same thing that you're saying where uh take it take a romantic situation and you get pissed off or mad it's like you know calm down about it just calm down be a good human being and treat each other like normal people not somebody who jilted you or pissed you off i just think that just lower lower the temperature a little and think through it rationally versus irrationally
1: it's it's not easy to do, but that's no. that's that's the mark of a mature person. You've got to you've got to figure out ways to be less grumpy. I mean, that goes right back to the having a light heart versus a heavy heart. Right. It goes right back to that. So you know,
0: it's easier to just have a light heart. So I do. It have, is easier, and it's actually this well- is
1: well covered territory, and we yeah. talked about it a ton. But it's going to keep coming back up because if you if you own the ability you're going to have moments where you're irrational. You're going to have moments where you're really hurt and you're going to have moments like that. Um, but you know, at some point in time you got to get past it. And when you do, you feel pretty bulletproof, not in the Rihanna is, did Rihanna do bulletproof? Is that her song?
0: I think so. Yeah. Or
1: is it Sia? They, they're like the same entertainer to me. I'm going to look that up.
0: Yeah. And then I do have a lightning round question for you. That's kind of fun.
1: Okay. I want to get this right because yes. I want to talk about this. I mean, song. Oh, there's a million people that did this song.
0: I believe it's Rihanna. Cause I can no, hear we, it No, We got to get this
1: right. She did. She did. I think she did nice in the, um, yeah, it looks like she did a version of that too. But then there's someone named LaRue. Anyways, that one's a famous one. Listen, yes, you're right. If a hundred people listen to this, I hopefully it's not the manager of any of these artists. (laughs) It's either David Guetta. I don't know. I think everyone knows who that is, except for us. Uh, Larue or Rihanna.
0: David Guetta.
1: Yeah, whatever. But you know the song where "Bulletproof." You know, like you know, she's saying, "I don't like that. I like." You got shot full of holes and then you figure out how to get get past it or you figure out how to deal with it and you feel you got to get to a point where you're okay with whatever happened right that's the most important thing for me um i to, to think that you're just bulletproof initially and that no one can hurt you that's it's not worth it because you know you know, feeling disappointed or feeling sad. That's just part of life. And those are, when you look back, it's there, you can almost count those as good times too, because at least you felt something, you know, the opposite of love is indifference, mm. which is not just a lyric by the Lumineers. <laughs> they stole that from someone else, which I did not know. I wanted to like the Lumineers just because of that lyric, which is one of my favorite lyrics of all time. Uh. The opposite of love isn't being grumpy and sad and pissed off about something, it's indifference. And I think that's always a, that's always been a hmm. fantastic lyric for me, but it comes from an old poem or saying. And and um, but okay, you have a lightning round. I for do
0: me? lightning round questions. Some of these I will ask myself and answer myself as well, but some of these I will might keep private. Okay, ready? Why? <laughs> you still? I'll answer some of them. Then some of them I won't. Okay. okay. Number one, age of your first kiss. Even okay, if it was so, a...
1: this is fall of seventh grade. I mean, I was right on the cusp of thirteen, so I was 12, 13.
0: Was it a peck like behind the bleachers no, or a school dance? Or it was something?
1: bleachers, school dance up at the top of the bleachers, not like behind them, like up on top, like for anyone to see. Not that anyone was, was trying <laughs> to document this. Um, Melissa Wild was her name. Is there a cooler name ever?
0: That is a cool name. Like Melissa she should be an Wilde. artist. She she should be a recording uh, artist. Yeah who leaned in who leaned in first
1: Melissa well, was pretty aggressive i would i would say that it was i would say that it was her but i didn't have any problem getting right in there too i would call call it ty okay,
0: okay. but but
1: ty goes to the runner and i think melissa was a wonderful athlete so she was probably faster than me so the runner would be melissa in this one so i would mm. say i wouldn't give that to her yeah
0: nice um, mine was 15. I was 15 years old.
1: You little prude.
0: I know. Hey, Catholic family. What
1: a prude. Yeah, but shouldn't that make you go the other direction? <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: and that was later on in the Catholic world. All right. So- uh, second question. Age when you experienced your first true love. I mean, heart thumping, can't go to sleep, needed her to talk to you for hours on the phone type of love.
1: Yeah, but I don't think that was love, right?
0: Well, it's okay. It when did you first happened?
1: experience what 15? you thought was love and um was really just you anticipating actual adult love? 15? It would have been it would have been April, Fitzpatrick. Fit- so that would have been like, yeah, thirteen, fourteen, fourteen, maybe.
0: right after Melissa Wild. Uh,
1: measurably. especially okay. in you know middle age years, one year is like three years, you know, because everything feels like it's going so fast, and yes. you have to rush because you have to keep up with what everyone else is doing right i'm sure you experienced that did you feel that way
0: never i ne- i'm not a peer pressure girl i don't uh, get pressure. for
1: shit's sake are you, you serious have
0: you ever seen me so dip- when you were
1: 14 or 15 yes. you weren't like my friend sally my friend jessica they're they've kissed boys and no you know someone got the second base of them i gotta i feel like i'm falling behind no really
0: i was never i w- I've always like went to my own drumbeat, I just never. I'm Good a, for you. Yeah. You are the
1: vast minority.
0: Yeah, I am not a follower. The vast minority. Have you? I mean, you know me. Am I a follower? I'm. Definitely but I'm not never. either,
1: and I'm not a big peer pressure guy either. But <laughs> yeah, I felt that not. way. I felt that. I way. think
0: more so with boys, probably at that age, in that decade, and that time. Uh, girls, mm. I think, were probably a little more demure back then. I'm
1: very the surprised that you feel this way. Yeah. I'm very surprised that you feel that. Um, girls at that age, and I can say girls, cause I always try to tease you on girls versus women, but you're a girl when you're 12 or 13 or 14. Yeah. Um, I'm surprised that you feel like you didn't experience any, nor do, mm, I shouldn't say that cause you're suggesting that it probably does happen a lot at this point in this yes. day and age, you 100%. can tell we're getting older, but I promise you the vast majority of girls at that age in the, you know, eighties felt the same way. I'm sure yeah. they felt that. They felt that pressure, or they felt you hear it all the time when you were. Oh, I wasn't really ready, but my boyfriend really wanted to, and he was gonna break up with me if we didn't do this or do that. Oh, I mean, that happens that's all the what time. You meant.
0: What thought, did you think I meant? I, I like, I thought, thought, was being I thought,
1: clear on that. What, no, what you think no, I, I thought, I thought you
0: meant because my girlfriends were kissing other boys that I felt the need to find a boy to kiss. You meant I think like, it's the same thing. Oh, okay, yeah, I just. First of all, it was very private, so I didn't really openly talk about this stuff. And then, second of all, listeners, I was, I was never get back flower. to us on this
1: one. Yeah, come on. I mean, I think everyone
0: felt pressure, boy,
1: girl. Yeah, I think you yeah. felt pressure to be like, yeah. wow. Well. Jesse Carpenter always got me on that because <laughs> when I, when I was when I was in grade school, Jesse Carpenter was a decent athlete and he was really smart. He's never going to listen to this, so it's fine. Okay. And he was. He's a decent enough looking guy, but then all of a sudden he started hitting fast scores like seventh, and eighth grade. He's like, "Oh, this happened, that happened." I'd like to go back and find out
0: what if happened? he was really
1: achieving these things, or if he was just kind of making it up to make everyone else feel inferior and slower paced. Uh, Jesse Carpenter, I that's implore a, you. Did all these huge things really happen? Possibility. I was always yeah. waiting for the bus when we were waiting for the bus. We're like, oh yeah, this happened with so and so, and. And I felt like, man, I better get my game together.
0: <laughs> and you did with <laughs> Fitzpatrick and Wild. Great last names, by the way. Yeah. Okay. So third third lightning round question. Oh. The age you met Seiko, your greatest love, what age were you?
1: Say again? What was this? The
0: age you were when you had Seiko, who's your greatest love?
1: Yeah. I mean, that's pretty easy to do the math on. I was 36, 37. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah.
0: Pretty, that's, yeah okay yeah he's
1: again i always say he's my secret weapon it doesn't matter how things are going and matters of the heart romantically he always always filled right to the top with him so you know that's a wonderful thing to have that to to fall back on but it's it's never fallbacks a wrong phrase because it's always kind of at the the top of the list for me and everyone knows that and i think everyone's everyone's good with that like people at work they get that you know he's going to come first and You know, any romantic venture I'm on, they get that, you know, and I don't want to, it's not meant to to be a pecking order, but, you know, he's wildly important to me. So,
0: Has it ever happened where a person didn't understand that in your life? And I don't mean to timestamp that, but.
1: Right. Yes, it does. It does happen. It does happen. And it happens in a passive aggressive manner. Where they'll say like oh I, I understand this ego comes first, and then, but they'll still get grumpy that I was at a ball game or I went somewhere with him, or i you know or yes,, yeah. yes, it has happened, and I think people feel like they can sneak it past me, mm. but not much can get snuck past me,
0: yeah, that's sad, ladies, just as general rule, don't do that or or men don't do that, um, I have another friend who this woman went off the rails when he had to cancel a date and because there was an emergency with a, a child right and she was out the door but I quickly. think
1: I think I think single parents use that if you look at the flip side of that I think they use that sometimes like oh, instead of just saying they don't want to hang out or they don't have time they'll say oh I got this thing with my kid I've never once done that. I'd never once kind of sandbagged it and been like, oh, well, you know, um, Francisco's, you know, really wants me to do this. Or, you know, I've I've never smoke screened, not wanting to hang out and used Francisco as a guise for that. Um, But I think a lot of people do do Mm. that.
0: That's sad. That's very sad. Um, The age when you experienced your first real heartache, like bottom, like just a punch in the gut. Right. And
1: again, I think this has, this has, um,
0: first, I'm saying first,
1: right. But I mean, do you have to sit there and go, was this really love? And and it was the breakup with April Fitzpatrick.
0: Mm, okay.
1: And I don't remember exactly how it went, but it's like one of the first times I ever had a decent conversation with my dad about anything that mattered. It really is. Oh. So I remember, um, I remember anytime I took a phone call, cause this is back in the day, there's no cell phones. Anytime I took a, you know, a uh, personal call um, at home, I always took it in my parents' bedroom. And I remember the phone was like this, like tannish beige color, and it was it wasn't on the wall. I mean, this was in 1960s, but this is you know late 80s, and I don't know if we broke up over the phone or, I think I think she broke up with me in a note, in a hand passed note. <laughs> And she folded it up, you know, like you used to fold up those. Really
0: things. small, almost yeah. like a spitball size. Yeah.
1: And you know what? And the good news is she did it on a Friday, but she did it at the beginning of the day. <sighs> so anyways, I go home and I think I try to call her to talk about it. And, you know, I don't think the phone call went the way I wanted to. And I remember getting off the phone and being upset I don't think I was doing anything lame like hyperventilating crying. but my dad came in and the last thing I wanted to do was be emoting in front of him. And he said something like, you know, you got a minute, you know, and this classic Teddy tough guy. Yeah. And he goes, he goes, you know, this is probably the first time this has happened to you, but it's not going to be the last. Mm -hmm. And he said something I'll never forget. And it rang so true. And he goes, and he goes let me guess and it wasn't a long conversation it was two minutes right and he goes you don't feel it here And right now i'm like touching my chest where my heart is <laughs> he goes when you're really upset about it like you feel it here like in your stomach and he was spot on i was like sick to my stomach you know yeah and um he was so right yeah and You know, my dad has proven himself to me time and time and again that he's a wonderful father and he's done a great job in other ways. But we never had a lot of really hearty conversations about, um, you know, big ticket items. And um, but I always give him like such extra credit for that one. You know, Mm. you know, it's like, you know, sometimes an athlete can define themselves by having one great Super Bowl or World Series or something like that. And it's like he gets tons of credit for that one.
0: Yeah. That's and I don't think
1: one. he, maybe he remembers the conversation. Maybe he doesn't. I would love to just, you know, maybe next time. I know he's coming up Thursday. I think I'll ask him. And I said, oh, I just did a podcast about, you know, first breakup and first heartache. And so, do you remember the conversation I had with you um, when, I, when I had gotten off the phone with April Fitzpatrick? And, you know, you said that you don't feel it in your chest cavity, you feel like, you feel it in the pit of your stomach. Oh. i wonder if i wonder what he would say about that i wonder i i bet you he'll say that he does even, <laughs> even yeah. if he doesn't because it was such a big deal to me i don't think he'd want to you know make me, you know, minimize the memory of that conversation by saying he didn't remember it so i'll ask him on thursday
0: would you say the same thing to seco when when and yeah. if it happens in the future because that's yeah. a good line we've
1: had so many yeah. you know kind of prep conversations of what that'll look like and what it'll feel like and um you know, when he'll, he might be fond of someone. I mean, it's coming sooner than later. I mean, he's he's sneaking up on 12 and a hook. You know, he's 12 and a quarter. So, yeah. you know, I remember having my first legitimate crush was Tammy Childress.
0: Man, with these last names. So, do you think
1: that's a good name? Childress
0: is a cool name.
1: Yeah. 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 But um, I remember that crush. That was legit. I mean, it was like a legitimate, you know, it was a thing. But, I mean, it's, it's not love. It's just, you know, first time emotion. you start to have some sort of feeling. You Very know?
0: strong emotion. It was a pre-gamer, right? Yeah. Um, for, Favorite love song of all time?
1: <sighs> My God, that's impossible. A, that's a, impossible.
0: What was a song? Does, did you remember just hit you right the right way? Well, I mean, one, what's a
1: love song? A song that's about love that yes. invokes feelings? It doesn't have to be... You know, positive at the front end of of you know, like NRE or something like that it doesn't have to be that right. No, just any song that's about love. I mean, eighty percent of songs are about love.
0: That you like that that just you know, when you're you're in that moment, you're happy. It's a song you want to you want to listen to and reminds you of the person that you care about. And you're a lyrics guy, so you yeah,
1: but you don't have this. I mean, like there's different. Stages in a relationship that you might be in, like a challenging time where you feel the good is outweighing the bad and you're just trying to kind of get back into the right mode. I mean, there's so many different, not like okay. with or without you, but you too would kind of be in, in that uh, neck of the woods. I love that song. Of course. Um, you know, a song that's kind of newish to my library in the last year or so, uh, song uh, called Wildfire uh, by uh, Cautious Clay, which is cool plan words yes. with um, Cassius Clay. And the right. former boxer turned Muhammad Ali, but I think that's a wonderful song. It's kind of about the front end of a relationship mm-hmm. in suggesting that he's falling and just wanting to be sure that the person he's falling for feels the same way because that's always a tough one. You know, mm-hmm. the front end is this other person feeling the same thing, um, which is, you know, the exact opposite of at the end of a relationship when you're hurting and you wonder if the other person is hurting the same way. I mean, That's just, I'm going to have to stamp on that one, Joe, need more information. Okay. But those are two great songs, With or Without You and Wildfire. Definitely. People need to look up Wildfire. Cautious. Clay. Clay, correct.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Mine is um, the old Elvis Presley song, but I like all of the remakes. Oh, no. It's called Can't Help, Falling in Love. Yeah. It's it's got good lyrics, um, yeah. and I yeah. I just remember it from childhood. So it's not like it's something that I would choose today, but it's definitely up there as one of the top. Yeah, uh, things I like to listen to. Another close second for me, "Groovy Kind of Love" by Phil Collins.
1: Uh well, he didn't do the original, right? I mean, you understand that.
0: Oh, who did the original? Come
1: on, dude. I. It's like saying Miley Cyrus did. Every love has its thorn. I mean, every. Every rose has. Every its rose thorn. has
0: a story. Of course, that's the Guns poison. and Roses. Oh, oh my poison. God, Sorry, Joe. poison. I might, I'm, I'm bad at names. Bad Folks, at names. If
1: there was, if there was a trapdoor under Joe's chair that would fall into a <laughs> pool of sharks right now, I'd push it. You can't get these wrong. But groovy kind of love. Yeah. And what was the first one? I can't help falling in love with you. You're so Eros. You're so sprinter. I am. You're such a sprinter. You need to be a runner, dude. The oh. best love is the one that lasts those two damn it joe damn it I- joe have i taught you nothing
0: <laughs> i have those two i told you i'm getting there i'm getting there not that
1: i have any knowledge to teach anyone As but I-, I feel like sometimes i do but you're always singing about being a sprinter mm. you know
0: yeah at in least, my pro- in my professional life give me a I'm 10k the- listen in my professional life i'm the exact opposite I'm like a size it up, boil it down kind of girl. Yeah. In, in no, like I get that. I know life. that. I know that. You know? So my my new favorite love song would be A Thousand Years by Gavin Ross. We really you know? like that one. I do. And when he was singing it,
1: yeah. He was on singing Saturday, it just to Saturday.
0: He was singing it just to me. I'm sorry. Oh, this sorry. is funny,
1: folks. So a Thousand Years is a song off their new record. Um, The Art of Survival. Is that the, not the name of it? I think that's the name of the record. I
0: believe no, I'd have to look
1: at it. And up. it's it's a mini ripoff of Glycerine. It really is. Because it's is just nice him singing. playing solo and, and just playing the guitar. And um, it was so funny when you said to me, and you, I think you sent me the video of, of that one being played and you're like, I wish I wasn't singing during it. I screwed it up because I can hear myself singing.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, My The only times I've done that, I've
1: made, I always make videos of my favorite songs. Like if Seiko doesn't go to the show with me and it's an artist that he really likes, then right. I'll make a video of it. and. You know he doesn't say it, but I'm sure he wants to go. Dad, you screwed it up because I can not hear you sing. You suck it. <laughs> right. But it was. Right. Fu- I think that was funny how that happened. Yeah. But, well, uh, the, it the, is. A, it is a very good song.
0: Yeah, and the line he says. Yeah. He which, says, what is your favorite song? My favorite line, favorite line, and I, you gotta, you literally gotta take it out of context, and I hate to do that because the hmm. song is about heartache. Of uh, for, for to the mo- for the most part, and he says, "I wish we could sleep for a thousand years. I love you best when there are no fears."
1: Yeah. Pretty generic. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, to love without insecurity, I think is a absolute fantasy, absolute fantasy Mm -hmm. for most people because everyone has insecurities and you know, things that I hate to use the word trigger, but things that make them feel uncomfortable. um, Usually they come from within your own self. um, Maybe not be an actual stimuli that's causing that, but um, you know, I love you best and we have no fears. Yeah. That's, um, that groundbreaking stuff, but when it's set at the right time with the right chord in the right moments at a live show that can be overwhelming. Yeah. I can certainly understand yeah. that.
0: It's a beautiful um, melody in the back that yeah. I, that touched, touched me. I mean, you know, music is very personal. There's some parts that touch yeah. other people different ways. And you
1: can understand the composition of song. And, you know, that's something that we try to talk about a lot too is that, you know, when, when a group of words means a lot to gavin or many musicians Mm -hmm. they won't um add as many different tracks or instruments to it tracks in the recording sense you know right uh, an acoustic guitar a bass um electric guitar playing rhythm the electric guitar playing leads you know the drum kit's got four mics and you know the the bass drum the floor toms the toms the snares you know all that stuff the cymbals, and he's just playing that essentially with the guitar because he wants it to be closest possible to mm. spoken word mm. which is closest as possible to poetry which poetry is closest possible to just you know having a conversation about what's important to him yeah. so you gotta understand that too and and that seems very rudimentary and very easy to understand but i just always want to point that out because yeah. i think we're always me to you and you to i trying to explain things that maybe go over each other's heads sometimes. Yeah, sure. But there's a reason that that song has one guitar to it, right? Mm,
0: yes, yeah. yes. Great song. Take a listen. Last re- lightning round question. Have you met someone in the past who who you didn't have a committed relationship with and are no longer in contact with who you would like to meet again because that person just makes you smile? Somebody in passing, he said, you know...
1: Oh, just someone that I I didn't have any romantic no. adventure with. Someone that hmm. ah,
0: think about that.
1: Yeah, this is a, this is a good one.
0: See, man, you smile just thinking about so it. So the
1: first time I ever ran in anything was a Ragnar, and um, the leg that I ran out of uh, out of Bolton Landing towards. The big climb out of Pole Landing, landings at tongue mountain or something like that anyway so i'm running i'm running it was my second or third leg you ran four legs in this thing and um you had a van full of people and then someone jumps out and runs the next one and then so you have 12 people mm-hmm. and you're running nonstop stop from saratoga springs to lake placid wow and there was through two legs, I think there was a the third leg. So through two legs, no one had passed me, which was really cool because it was the first time I ever ran, you know, and um, I was probably running seven minute miles, something like that. So in something that's a little more participatory than really competitive, you know, people aren't running super fast, but there are some people that mean take it very seriously. And I think it was happenstance that there wasn't anyone really fast. And maybe in my, um, in my group, the people that were running, I think it was, I was the number three runner. So Someone ran the first leg, the second leg, then the third leg. So there's 12, there's 12 different, you know, whatever you call it, legs. And, um, and there was a woman who I was noticing was like right by me at the start. So I didn't know when her person was going to tag her in. I didn't know when my person was going to tag me in, but she looked super fit. She looked like, and she was very attractive and she looked like, she was really taking it seriously, which I was sneaky taking it seriously. Mm. Like that's my whole, that's not my whole spiel. It's like, I always look like I'm not taking something seriously, but if it has anything to do with something that's measured, Mm. chowder fest right? You know, uh, a golf competition. Cause there's your name, then a score next to it or, you know, running, whatever. So her person luckily passes her the baton moments before my person does. Cause so she starts first. So I can only pass her. She can't pass me. Cause she started right. in front She's of me. Yeah. So I think she saw me and she went off like a bat out of Hades and she like on the downhills went really fast, but on the uphills, I don't know if it's because I have longer legs or whatever Whatever it was, but I would catch up with her big time and there was time, like I'd pass her and then she'd <gasps> see me pass her then she'd take off and it was like this back and forth thing.
0: Was there like chemistry and energy there? In my head there was, oh, but I'm
1: an idiot guy. So like in my head and, and then she, um, I ended up passing her with probably a quarter mile to go because the last bit was fairly uphill and I kept looking back to see if she was, and she hard charged me at the end, but I still beat her by, let's, call it 20 or 30 yards and I think if she would have closed that gap and we tied or she won I think she would have chatted to me afterwards and because I did I think she was grumpy about it so she was just as competitive as me and we didn't speak a word (gasps) Mm -mm.
0: wow that's kind of sad no no it's okay but it does happen, right? You you meet someone or you come across someone you don't have to talk be yeah. talking to them. There's a lot of energy exchange yeah. and Yeah. That's nice. Yeah, so- I think
1: there's yeah. But I mean I do I never thought anything of it. It was just someone who was attractive and athletic and competitive. I mean, is that you talk about the baseline. Well, you meet the a very lot of, baseline of.
0: You meet a lot of people like that, in you know, in town at the gym, whatever. But there's yeah, but I never always, talked to anyone at the gym. But there's no, there's no, But there was, en- there was something. But there was a no draw. question.
1: But I think the vast majority of right. it was being competitive. She didn't want me to beat her, and I sure as hell didn't want her to beat me.
0: But that that raised your and it awesome. just so
1: happened that she to be yeah. she was an attractive female, mm-hmm. and I. You know, I can't speak for her. Maybe she thought that, or maybe she just thought I was some doofus that she wanted to beat. You know, she maybe she had the same race going where she no one had passed her. Right. You know, which I wouldn't doubt. She was a very good runner. So
0: how cool is that?
1: I thought it was neat. Yeah, that's yeah. a good question. Do you have one? Do you have one I for don't. me?
0: That was my closer because that's kind of a nice light way to close a uh, lightning round. Because it is; it, those are the moments that are fun. Yeah. You know, you, there's was, there's was no heartache there. There's no, no regret there, but. Um, I do, I have one, you, you know, I traveled a lot.
1: Yeah. For, you do have one. I do have one. Oh, I thought you just said you didn't. I you just tra- just remembered this?
0: Yeah. No, I, it was part of my questioning. Okay. Um, I, I travel a lot and you know, at airports, you just kind of people watch yeah. and you see, and there is a person who was definitely good looking european style outfit good shoes handsome professional looking oh,
1: good shoes
0: and then they're you it's know love. they get they get on a plane and the same plane as you and they walk right past you and they're all the yeah way. the plane's a
1: place for that yeah yeah you
0: are going how do you strike up a conversation who's with someone who's 20 feet you know 20 seats in back you try to go to the bathroom you kind of get an eye glance and it doesn't happen because it's a plane and kind of sad you
1: know we'll think up a strategy for next time
0: i mean everybody can just be so bold now and like stick you know give them a sticky note with your phone number on it but yeah. why do you
1: always you always divide things up between gender and you divide them why up between time oh, mm. oh back in the day you'd never be able to do that they've had post-it notes for 30 years joe <laughs> if you want to hand someone a note on the plane how about this? How about let's say they sat in front of you, or they sat behind you. Yeah, yeah. How about you just get up to use a little girl's room and you just hand it, So I think you dropped this.
0: Oh, the handkerchief.
1: No, but with a posted note.
0: Oh, <laughs> Jesus
1: what a rookie!
0: No, I just am like you need rookie. to be more bold. I, I'm on the like you're never going to see
1: this person again. Was he gonna, you going to feel uncomfortable about it for the last hour of the flight, or give it to him when you get off the flight?
0: You know, this is a good message. I, I, I am practicing and trying to. Say to people, just be brave and say what yeah, you feel. Yeah, don't use you the you word say. brave because it I, sounds like
1: a Katy Perry song.
0: Oh, you're right, you're right. You yeah. don't
1: need permission from Katy Perry to be brave or Miley Cyrus.
0: Take a chance. Yeah. And that becomes an Ava song. Um, yeah,
1: we need to t- take a chance on
0: me. Well, how would you describe that? Why? What would you say to someone? Just go for it? Just
1: Grow the F up.
0: Ah, uh, okay.
1: What, what what is fear of rejection me okay when you have a fear of rejection when you're 90 on your deathbed like grow up mm. everyone just needs to get over themselves um, what if i hand him the note and he doesn't think i'm cute enough or pretty enough my god
0: <laughs>
1: my god
0: <laughs> i think this is good advice at
1: the very least they're flattered
0: yeah i think this is good advice it's
1: great advice yeah. But you don't need the license from Joe and Josh to have that. Just grow up. Everyone just do do that. I mean, you don't it doesn't need to be the Valentine's Day podcast to have a license to live your life. You don't need you don't need the, you know, the framed up uh, quote at your house. You don't need Josh and Joe. You don't need Flowers by Miley Cyrus. Ugh, I hear that song. Almost. I
0: got a bunch of those songs from some single friends. Like yeah, it's I had a friend like tell me that was now.
1: the best love or breakup song in the last year or two years. And I just, you know, it, it comes from, you know, that other song by Bruno Mars, right. Mm. Is what is the basis of it. She writes it kind of in reverse. Oh yes. Cause that was her song with her husband and her boyfriend. Like that's, yeah. that's where, that's where I the problem have, I starts. I should have bought you flowers. Because yeah. I think Miley Cyrus is very talented. I think she's very pretty. I think she's probably pretty fun to hang out with. I think she's a lot of great things. And an artist would be one of them. She's not just a performer. Yes. She's she's a nice musician, and but I I don't find her personal life compelling because I can't think that eight billion people's personal life are compelling. Her personal life is not compelling because she's famous. It's mm. not compelling because she wrote. What's the one? What's the song she had about the mountain?
0: Maybe um, it's called mountain? Gonna Climb Every. Yeah. The climb.
1: The climb. That's a good song. Guilty pleasure. Hey. I'll call it right now. <laughs> Um,
0: it's the climb. But, you know, they're
1: like, oh, well, that was her song. The Bruno Mars song about...
0: I should have bought you have been,
1: That's It's just kind of that song written in reverse because, you know, she just talks about all those lines and how she can do those things for herself. You know, then it bleeds into a, you know, like a Bette Midler song or a Whitney Houston song or an after school special song of, you know, you know the love you have for yourself. That's where the basis is. Like, if you don't know that by now, mm. if you don't know that at 20... Mm. Well, she is 35 ish. I don't know somewhere in there. Yeah. I mean, I root for all of these people to have happy relationships, just like I root for you or for someone else to have a happy relationship, but you know, to have it strewn about, I mean, that's vulnerability, just like we get vulnerable on this podcast, mm-hmm. but it doesn't make it you know, better. In fact, it makes it probably a little bit less original that she's writing it about someone else's song because the relationship didn't work out. The one part that I can really get behind in that is like how she says I don't remember exactly what it is, because I probably listened to it two or three times and I thought the vocal arrangement was fantastic. I think it's a really nice song.
0: Good beat.
1: Yeah. Right. But that's <laughs> something Mite would say. It's got a good beat I could dance to it. <laughs> Did you just book the Well, that is something that she would say. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know, there is one part of, like, well, I didn't, you know, essentially where she didn't want to burn it down. She didn't want to be grumpy about it. And and I thought that had tremendous value. I you know how I feel about that premise of not trying to be super grumpy and writing a Carrie Underwood song or something like that.
0: Yeah.
1: Or a Gale song, perhaps, right? Yeah. But I don't know. The the song that I have re-fallen in love with since our last podcast was the George Michael waiting for that day. Mm. Oh my God. You know, there's so many songs that you listen to in your earlier days when you're in your twenties and you know that they have weight and you know that they're meaningful and maybe you had a breakup, maybe you had a love in your life by the time you were 25. Mm -hmm. Um, so it has and I always go in dimensions, and I, and I apologize for that, but I don't really know how to articulate it any better than that. But, you know, when you really feel like you're having deep thought and you're having a deeper understanding of how maybe life should be lived versus the way you thought it should have been lived in in years and days and relationships gone by, right? And I heard that song when it came out, and it came out in probably 91 i didn't know anything about love at that yeah. point in time or i thought that i did because i listened to a couple of guns and roses songs we were 18. or you know yeah, yeah i mean I, you don't know anything about love at that point in no. time you're just mimicking love you know you maybe you're getting laid maybe you're having some feelings or you know maybe someone dumped you or maybe you dumped someone else or maybe you hurt someone's feelings or they, maybe they hurt your feelings but you know you're not really feeling a real you know, level three or level four feeling at that point in time, but you think you got an idea of what the song's about, and you're like, "Oh, yeah, that's pretty heavy, and then you actually live it, Ooh, you know yes. feeling feeling that song now with my life over the last year or two, my gosh, I just I mean, I have listened to that song, and this is no joke. I've listened to that song two hundred and fifty times over the last week. That's a lot, yeah a pretty simple song it's like a beat there's a little guitar rhythm and it's like a program beat and there's a really cool youtube video on it like how he made the song and and um you know what the lyrics mean to him and that sort of thing but it's a really neat it's a really neat video but um yeah i just love that one so waiting for that day george michael folks we're gonna put that one on there too in the notes so check that one out if you like it if you think it's terrible and anything George Michael or Ram is just off the books for you. I can understand that too.
0: Oh, you're no longer allowed to listen then. If you don't like George Michael in any level, come on, man. Mm. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's a deal breaker for me. Mm. Everybody has to appreciate even just a little bit of George Michael. His vocals alone is amazing.
1: Yeah, and amazing. maybe, I mean, one of the very few men that could compete with David Beckham for, for looks over the last half century.
0: Well, there's that too.
1: I know you're all about Gavin Rosnell. You don't hear anything right now right when now. people talk to you right now, and they talk, and you just hear people say "Gavin, Gavin, Gavin."
0: Yeah, I have to tell you, I feel—I like, really feel like I had a moment. He has this little sway that he does on uh, stage. Yeah. I'm a—I I love. Sometimes it's not about the song. Sometimes it's about the way they're singing a song and the performance and the movement. The guy is feeling his music down to his bones, and that's—that's that's what was really cool for me to watch. It's just yeah. cool to watch an artist. Yeah, that was
1: so fun. The show was really fun.
0: That was a lot of fun. We had
1: good people, you know? It was a good people show, too, you know? Yeah. So, all right.
0: All right. Well, listen, um, happy Valentine's Day to everyone, not limited to lovers and romantic partners, is going to be my policy because it's about love and different forms of love. And
1: we get to make a call on what that looks like. Yeah. Stop letting other people define all these important things in your life. Mm. Uh, mm. Right? We should know that. We shouldn't know that inherently.
0: People don't, and we're here there's to no, tell them. There's no
1: class. There's no You have to take Woodshop You have to take home ec in high school. At least you did in my high school. Yeah. No no class on relationships, adult relationships. What are we doing people? So
0: true. <sighs> well, we're trying to do our part aren't this we? Is
1: the class. Yeah. This is the class. This is the class. This show is going to get really good at some point. I'll let you know. <laughs> you know when it does but when it does this will be required listening that's right all right that's right all All right right.
0: well signing off have a good day